Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Peace and blessings. I'm your host, Barbara Wesley Grace, speaking to you live from Brooklyn, New York. And I want to thank you so much for joining us again for our talk show, Grassroots Holistic Health Talk Radio. Again, uh, it is a pleasure speaking with you. And I must start by giving um, blessings and, and, and thanks to those of you and our family and our community of friends and I pay homage to the one most high God, to our ancestors, to those who have paved the way for us, whose shoulders we stand on. So indeed, peace and love, alafia, hetepu, namaste. And on this third day of Ramadan, I wish all of you who are practicing uh, the, the celebration or the holiday of Ramadan, who are fasting, then indeed I wish you good health and good and success in this endeavor. Uh, today's show I find to be very special. It's something that I've been speaking with my wife about for some while regarding um, the e-scooters and e-bikes and uh, pedestrians who, who uh, text while they're walking. Many times, they're, if not most of the times, they're jaywalking without really looking uh, at the traffic on a oncoming and outgoing. Um, that's a dilemma that we've uh, encountered as of late, This uh, not post-pandemic, but going into the critical stages of the pandemic. And a lot of people have really established certain habits which are not uh, to the benefit of themselves and to those of us who share the, uh, the you know, highways and byways, the roads, and the city as well as within the sub, uh, suburban areas. But mainly I'm concerned about the uh, congested streets of uh, large cities like New York City. Uh, we have a pandemic, uh, if not an epidemic, of, uh, of safety issues within that environment. I will just quote something that uh, I think may be of interest. And that quote, uh, a, a statement made by James uh, Barron is that we'll look at how e-scooters, e-bikes, and pedestrians who text while jaywalking and also while they're illegally walking across the street, and they seem to have a sense of entitlement. And all of the above mentioned who play a game, as we call it in the community, uh, of chicken. They play this game called chicken with car drivers, which follow uh, e-bikers and e-scooters. In other words, who's going to move out of the way from the person that's approaching them or trying to make a turn? And it just doesn't uh, bode well with most of us drivers who take precautions. Indeed, the uh, streetscape, as it were, in New York City and other large cities has changed tremendously and has raised a uh, substantial level of safety concerns. We find that e-powered machines can fill the gaps in the urban transportation systems for trips to places that are too far to walk but are too close for the subway or the bus or to call a, 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 a taxi, as it were. 
Um, but that's just the tip of the iceberg of that particular dilemma. Um, many people find these uh, vehicles, electronic bikes, scooters, etc., to be fun to ride, and their popularity has surged with the pandemic. Uh, a George Diaz, of, uh, who is the former Bronx president, borough president, he's an e-scooter. And last year, he used his scooter to reduce the risk of being exposed to the coronavirus on his crowded bus commute. He also ind indicated that it saves him money. However, at least 17 people have been killed while riding mobility vehicles this year, that being the year of 2021, according to city officials. Revel, the rental scooter service, which operates an electric moped share program in the city, shut it down for a month last year after three riders were killed. Three pedestrians have also died in e-mobility crashes this year, among them the actress Lisa Barnes, who was knocked down by a hit-and-run scooter driver on the Upper West Side. And many pedestrians and cyclists complain about e-bike and e-scooter riders who speed, ride on sidewalks, run red lights, and go the wrong way on streets. The e-bikers, they don't mind which way they have to go, how they go, or where they go. And when you're crossing the street, it's not just looking for a car. You have to look and see if any bike is coming. Most e-bikers and e-scooters do not become legal or did not become legal in New York until last year. Unlike cars, they are not registered or licensed or required to have insurance. And unlike drivers, e-riders caught speeding by automatic cameras are not sent summons. So that says a lot. Uh, you know, we have various devices which are used for regular car drivers, such as uh, cameras that are positioned to take pictures of their license so that they will be served a fine or notice, which can be a deterrent for most drivers because no one wants to pay that 80 to $150 or whatever the amount is out of their pocket when they know that they could have avoided getting that summons by merely observing the speed limit. Uh, in most of the city blocks, especially those that have schools in their vicinity, and I'm, I'm finished reading, this is the end of quote, by the way, I'm speaking now uh, extemporaneously right now. Uh, those streets that have cameras uh, most drivers have now in the last few years have been uh, disciplined enough to know that indeed the 25-mile speed limit uh, is something to be observed, not only for the avoidance of being ticket, uh, getting a ticket uh, fine, but it just makes sense in terms of children being in the vicinity. Along with children, I would say that we have uh, elders, we have adults who uh, walk across our streets within our various five barrels here in New York City. Many of them, unknown to a lot of drivers who speed down the streets, who have no concern and don't believe in following those rules of, of a speed limit, they play chicken with those who cross the streets, assuming that as they approach them in their car, uh, which is going beyond the speed limit, that the person will step back and, and step out of harm's way. But they don't calculate, there's not in their calculus to assume that that person is not healthy, that the mobility of that person is challenged, where they might want to walk fast and avoid uh, being harmed or hit by a car. They simply are not able to. And subsequently, we have many of our elders and children who are unnecessarily hurt, if not indeed, God forbid, killed by cars uh, who run the red light, who speed down the streets, blowing their horns, in some cases not even blowing their horns, thinking that the person is going to take heed and avoid getting hit by them. And, of course, that doesn't happen. And, unfortunately, we don't have this covered by the newspapers, the local papers, as it were. I think that if it was covered, that might have an impact, not, not might, I'm sure it will have a, a positive impact 
in terms of people becoming aware of the necessity for uh, those drivers to take heed that if you might have an inclination to ignore the speed limit, that you know that there's a propensity, there's a possibility that you might have an accident. Uh, worse, not this with another car, which gives you somewhat of a, a cushion, as it were, with someone from someone getting seriously injured, hurt or killed, but especially from hitting someone who doesn't have any protection around them, such as metal from a car, and not even wearing a helmet for that matter. So this brings me to, uh, I have some things that I wrote down that I wanted to cover, some bullet points, but I think that it's now the time for us to go back to old school, and maybe not old school, but a, a, a sense of responsibility that I call positive peer pressure. Um, we've been conditioned, most of us who are mature and, and really critical thinkers, awake, know that it behooves us to uh, tell our family members, our friends and associates who drive a car that they shouldn't drive a car while intoxicated. Not even intoxicated while they even had just one drink because everyone has their own uh, level of tolerance. So one should not drink and drive. The same thing, uh, one should not uh, have an e-bike, an e-scooter, uh, any motorized uh, vehicle to use if they don't, number one, know how to use it, they haven't been trained, they haven't practiced. I recommend that those who do buy uh, the e-bikes and e-scooters and, and, and other uh, devices that are mobile, portable, that you practice in the park so that you can become familiar with these devices. I can't count on my fingers and toes how many people I see as I'm driving down the street who I'm able to ascertain. I'm able to tell right away this person is not experienced. You know, either the bike is wobbling or their body is wobbling as they're on the skateboard. Uh, there's just a host of things that are giveaway clues that this person is not experienced. When you see that person ahead of you, uh, I would advise to those, my fellow drivers, uh, that we, you know, we're told that, as I remember reading the first book I read for car safety before I got my driver's license, they used to should, uh, drive at least one car length away from the car in front of you for, for every 10 miles. So if you're going 10 miles an hour, you should be one car uh, uh, behind, one car length behind the car ahead of you. If you're going 20 miles an hour, you should be two car lengths. If you're going 30, 40, uh, that should be uh, on the same um, equation. For every car length, you should be, for every 10 miles, you should be at least one car length behind the car in front of you. Now, this equation is, is now, uh, I think, more... Um, uh, important, and also it has to be adjusted, that indeed maybe not just one car length for every 10 miles, but maybe a car and a half length, and if possible, two car lengths, because now you're dealing with the equation of uh, e-bikes and scooters, uh, delivery messengers who are on scooters and e-bikes, who now will not observe the traffic rules, which I'm an advocate, and I'm going to write a letter to the city, uh, whoever's in the Commission of Transportation, then indeed that there be a pamphlet created. Uh, and, and if not a, a pamphlet, a law instituted that bikers, e-bikers, scooters, e-scooters, and all electrical devices uh, should be following the rules of of the uh, of, of of cars who drive regularly in, in our in our uh, in our roads. So things have improved. Their, their bike lanes, and of course, they are observing. Most people have conditioned themselves to observe riding in those lanes, but we still have far too many. They go against the traffic. Um, they do not ride in the lanes. They uh, swerve in and out without giving signals. And of course, 
uh, I don't want to digress anymore, but uh, a lot of these habits have been passed down uh, from generation to generation, from parents to their children. And I, I've noticed I try not to even have a, an inkling of getting upset. I happen to be a Reiki uh, practitioner, my wife and I both, and uh, there's an affirmation that we recite, that being, just for today, I would not worry. Just for today, I would not be angry. Just for today, I would treat every living being with kindness. And just for today, I will do my best. And I try to uh, recite that as soon as I get into the car and anytime I can think of it while I'm driving, because I know that on the road, uh, there's a propensity. It's very easy to have your buttons pushed in terms of being impatient, worrying about the traffic, worrying about having an accident, or indeed getting angry because of some infringement that a fellow driver has uh, committed in, in your path. Uh, so I just wanted to share that with you. You can create your own affirmation, as it were, so that indeed... Your conscious and your subconscious is uh, is prepared in, in, on the optimum level in terms of what are the possibilities of, of your experience as you're driving your car. Uh, again, earlier I mentioned the pandemic, and the emergence of the pandemic uh, has bring, brought the interest of getting an e-bike, I'm sorry, e-bikes and skateboards and other devices which allow one to travel with a portable device that can be folded up and, and placed on your arms and taken into the office as it were uh, to your shopping designation and business uh, uh, designation. And you're also saving on gas and, and not polluting the air. So those are positive things that, that, that occur uh, with this particular new uh, new, uh, not fad, but this new uh, practice. The exhibition of road rage and cursing at fellow drivers on the road, going past red lights, swerving in and out of lanes without signaling, or signaling just before making the turn. These are things that people who don't have, uh, they're not perhaps asocial, uh, a sociopath, but they're not too far from it at times. And they don't realize that drivers uh, are, uh, are just as susceptible, if not more so, to having high blood pressure, having heart disease. And if we're driving every day or five times or out of the, five days out of the week, that I know as a runner, as a marathoner, I first learned some 40 years ago training in Prospect Park, amongst other places I trained. But the elders would tell me a phrase uh, that always resonated with me, that the body keeps score. So we cannot continue to drive and be angry or to have fear or to worry and to be impatient without the body responding. And, and if you're not getting adequate rest, if you're one who drinks and uses other drugs, that just exacerbates the condition. Of course, along with that, not getting enough sleep and, and having an unhealthy diet. Those are factors that can just uh, bring upon um, an illness, a dis-ease, as it were. So I, this is not going to be the last, I'm sorry, the first show and the last one that I will be doing uh, a covering upon this subject. But... Um, I just, I'm so happy that I had the wherewithal to think about um, creating an episode dedicated to uh, this particular um, issue so that indeed amongst our community, we cannot wait, we, we cannot wait for government, we cannot wait for uh, officials, as it were, to come up with solutions and, and, and make laws and, and, and so forth. We have to uh, be leaders within ourselves and amongst ourselves and, and let it be known that we are not going to tolerate uh, irresponsible driving by uh, people who drive cars, 
and also people who are using uh, various electronic uh, devices such as e-bikes and e-scooters. So with that being said, I'm going to take a short break. And again, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. And those of you who would like to share your thoughts and comments, please feel free to call 516-418-5829. Again, that's 516-418-5829. And press the number one key, and that will indicate that you would like to join and share your thoughts with us. Uh, I'll be back momentarily. Thank you, everyone, for holding on. I'm back with you now. This is Barbara Wesley Gray speaking to you live from Brooklyn, New York. And I'd like to thank you again for tuning in and sharing your evening with us as we discuss uh, the importance of uh, safety on the road, on the highway, especially with the emergence of e-bikes, e-skateboards, and other uh, electronic devices that are being used to go from point A to point B by pedestrians alike. So, as I was mentioning earlier about the road range, I think that we have to understand that there is, for various reasons, why people are becoming discourteous, while impatient. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the pandemic. Uh, there are some, many people who who need um, uh, therapy and and uh, need to learn how to meditate and how to diffuse uh, the anxiety and other uh, mental illnesses that they might be suffering from. And we know that also there's been an, a, an increase in people who are self-medicating. So when we're on the road, we have to understand that there are people who are not only driving cars uh, while self-medicated, but they're actually... Uh, using uh, e-bikes and e-boards, e-scooters to go uh, from place to place. And they're not really functioning uh, with a clear mind. And with that being said, we have to, those of us who do have a clear mind, who, who are not suffering from mental illness, have to be empathetic and also have to be proactive uh, in terms of being uh, uh, carefree, uh, careful rather, and free of uh, any, any any impatience, because once you have the person who's ill-equipped, ill-formed, and ill uh, not able to uh, conduct themselves in a safety matter, then those of us who are not suffering per se overtly. But when we start challenging that, when we are not in harmony with, with what's right and lower our, our, our energy, then that's a, a, a recipe for, uh, for a disaster, for uh, an accident, as it were. And um, I just want to, I can't emphasize enough that we have to uh, exercise peer pressure amongst us. Once we detect that someone in our family and friends and associates who are in our circle of influence, if they have any of the negative symptoms uh, as diplomatically as possible, we need to share, bring it to their attention that perhaps they might want to find another way of exhibiting uh, their uh, negative behavior. Because, number one, they don't want to find themselves in jail or being fined or hurt themselves because of the fact that they could avoid 
uh, those events by exercising a certain amount of caution. Uh, earlier I said something about uh, cars, uh, electronic bikes and scooters and skateboards uh, changing lanes, weaving in and out of lanes and so forth without signaling. And I know that I myself, occasionally I might have to catch myself from uh, making a quick decision that I wanted to exit a certain lane uh, on, on the road, a major road as it were, and not giving sufficient warning to those who were listening, to those who were behind me or on the side of me. And after I would do that, I would say, wow, I shouldn't have done that. And, and I try to be mindful of that as much as possible. And I, I would encourage that we try to practice that and, and share that information with others so that indeed they can have the same level of sensitivity. I noticed that I have someone on the line who was waiting to, uh, to speak, and I will just click on, hello, are you there? Hello? Ah, I'm sorry, I lost you. Could you call back in? Thank you. Uh, okay. So, anyways, I was mentioning the uh, not giving the pedestrian the right of way, even if you have the light, as they may feel a sense of entitlement. Uh, that person who calls uh, themselves to be uh, holier than thou, uh, yes, they have a sense of entitlement. And it's for us to understand that they have lessons to learn because once they keep doing what they're doing, they will find themselves not able to uh, avoid uh, uh, negative consequences because sooner or later they're going to run into someone who is equally not uh, uh, alert and uh, not who has the same responsibility. I see the person just called in again. I'm going to see if I can get them on. Hello, are you there? Just listening. Okay, well, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I, I hope that I'm sharing something of, of value and, and, um, and interest. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, indeed, I'm looking forward to doing at least uh, a segment of, of this uh, concern and issue at least once a month uh, and to see if we can garner a following amongst us to encourage one another to be compassionate. Number one, yes, compassion, uh, because if any time you need to be compassionate, it's when you're on the road driving your car and e-bike or e-scooter or any other uh, portable electronic device because God knows uh, this is a, uh, an, an epidemic that is going to just continue to grow. And maybe I shouldn't use the word epidemic, but it's a, uh, a trend, I guess is a more appropriate word, that will continue to increase in terms of uh, more and more people using the roads uh, in this matter. Uh, the fact that we have the war in Ukraine and the gas cost of gas has gone up, I know that many people are contemplating uh, not using their car, you know, I, I, using e-bikes and e-scooters, et cetera. Myself, I'm a, uh, a runner. I don't run as much as I used to. I, I ran my 15th New York Marathon back in 2010, and I had an injury. It took me about three years uh, to get really over my knee injury, and I feel great now, and I'm walking now more so than ever. But my ego has told me, no, man, you got to slow up. At 78, you know, maybe you should just throw in the towel. But I still have that itching to run at least one more marathon, not running it, but maybe walk and run it uh, combined. And, and I, I do this not just for self-aggrandizement, but to encourage my fellow um, brothers and sisters to, uh, you don't have to run a marathon, but you might want to consider walking. I recommend that one walks at least in half an hour a day, a fast, brisk walk to drive up the, the, uh, uh, the, the blood, pump the heart, and to uh, 
also uh, challenge the, uh, should I say, build and tone muscle so that indeed uh, as we get older, we know that we lose uh, the calcium in our, in our bones and we tend to go into a certain level of atrophy. So uh, along with running, I practice uh, a modified exercise of yoga called the sun salutation. You can look that up on YouTube. And I, I'm doing push-ups. I do three sets of 30 push-ups at a 45-degree angle. Uh, I don't do it flat on the floor. I, I do it at, at, uh, at leaning on the counter, which is about 45 degrees. I do three sets of 30. Um, and if I can, if I feel the energy, I will do 40 to 50, at least one set. And I recommend also, my wife and I are both vegetarians, I recommend that you might want to consider a vegetarian diet, if not a full diet, but at least maybe have one or two or three uh, days where you're not eating meat. And if you do have to eat meat or you want to eat meat, then uh, let it be, uh, uh, if it's chicken, let it be free-roaming chicken, eggs, the same thing, or uh, let it be uh, halal or kosher meat if possible. Uh, so then indeed you know that you're getting food, in this case meats, that are not polluted with, uh, with uh, uh, pesticides and, and hormonal uh, injections, which can have a detrimental effect on us, especially as we get older, because our immune system becomes uh, weakened as we get older. I don't want to claim it, and I don't want any of you who are listening to claim it, but we must know that indeed if we do not incorporate uh, caution in our habits, especially with the eating, that it can be detrimental. Uh, so I do recommend that, that uh, I have some shows. You can go to my site at Grassroots Holistic Health uh, on Block Talk Radio. You just click on the, um, the logo uh, in which you were able to get this show that I'm speaking on now. And you can go to the, uh, the back office of Block Talk Radio and access some uh, upwards to 120-plus episodes that I've uh, uh, broadcast over the past 10 years. And a few of them pertain to health. Uh, I have uh, a couple of shows which I've interviewed, some, uh, two naturopathic doctors, uh, one herbalist, and I'm looking forward to uh, revitalizing uh, that effort in terms of interviewing um, professionals. Again, that brings me to the, to the word disclaimer. Uh, I must say that in, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a naturopathic doctor, a health expert. So anything that I share with you on the show, I advise that you consult with your physician, uh, your health expert, uh, before engaging in any uh, practice that my wife and I share on the show. Um, and it's a short anecdote I'd like to share with you. I have a friend whose name I won't mention right now, but he uh, is someone who I really respect highly, and he uh, will be doing a PSA uh, for uh, New York City uh, on behalf of uh, child abuse and spousal abuse. And... Um, one of the things that I was telling him about, and, and also he's a recovered alcoholic, and as well as myself, uh, it took me a long while to admit to myself some 40 years ago plus that I had a problem with alcohol and smoking herb and, and, and so forth. And uh, that was one of the reasons why I started running and had the nerve, the courage, as it were, to run my first marathon. Uh, and, and that was able to give me a natural high of running. Uh, you might have heard the fact that uh, endorphins are uh, created within the brain, which goes through your blood system, and, and that gives you a sense of well-being and relaxation, and they call it a natural high. So we are always, Mel and, uh, my friend and I, are always talking about uh, that there is a means of, of one alleviating the stress in one's life. Um, and I don't want to digress anymore, but the thought I had was, there's many of us who drive cars, especially young men and women, who play their music very loud. Uh, I know that uh, myself being an African drummer, 
we're conditioned to hear a certain rhythm, uh, especially the bass tones, a certain cadence, which gives us a sense of relaxation. It's in our DNA, as it were, uh, and that's something I want to investigate more, and I'll talk about that in a future show. But I know that many of you who drive, and even if you're in the street, you can hear these cars passing you by, passing by, who are playing their music so loud with the bass uh, speaker being the pronounced source of the music, and sometimes they can actually, you can actually feel the vibration uh, on your body, and there's there's uh, analysis and studies made. Uh, I think I read in Psychology Today a few years ago that uh, that's an addiction with many people. They have to have that that sensation, and that's why uh, many of us uh, who do go to ballrooms and dance halls and concerts, we go there to feel that energy from the speakers, from the music, from the sounds, especially the bass tones. So the point I wanted to make is that that's unhealthy. It is especially unhealthy in terms of those uh, who are playing that music so loud, there's no way in the world they can hear a car in front of them, behind them, on the side of them, which is blowing their horn. And a lot of times when the horns are being blown, they're trying to warn uh, the fellow drivers that they might be an issue. They might be a danger, as it were. To say the least about fire engines that uh, are blowing their horns and sirens and the driver playing their music so loud can't hear them. And I've seen a few accidents. I must stop right now, pause. My, my lovely wife is with us, uh, joining us. Hi, honey. how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. Alafia, everyone, I'm, I'm glad to be able to join the <laughs> show. I know that this, this is a topic that my husband and I have been talking about recently because it has grown significantly and it's going to continue to grow exponentially because this is the time that we're living in mm -hmm. you know and this post pandemic season I will call it mm -hmm. it's uh it's something to be considered even as far as a mental health condition mm -hmm. many people are in a state of stress. And I know you were talking a lot about those who are on the road with different types of vehicles. And uh, it's a serious situation because we're hearing about more and more accidents yeah. all the time. And I, I personally know that people are stressed and having long-term effects from being sheltered in place, and yes. many people are not thinking. It's not like people are intentionally going out saying, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hit a pedestrian, or I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that." But they're not thinking. So my hope is that this episode of your show, honey, mm -hmm. can have far-reaching effects to get people to think, to get people to um, have a conversation. Absolutely. and that it reaches those who are, you know, that some of them are actually violating the law, but they're not even thinking of it that way. No, they're, not. they're trying to get to where they're going. They have on their minds whatever it is they have on their minds, and I am in no way excusing anyone because mm -hmm. everyone is accountable, but, but I'm just saying I'm not doing I, – I don't want to um, – I don't really want to place a lot of blame, but what, what you know, hopefully – um, shows like yours, mm -hmm. where people are having conversations about it, that can that can bring about change. It can raise yeah, the awareness. So, mm -hmm. so that's that's my hope for this episode. I think this is a very important episode um, that you put forth tonight. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I, I I'm so happy that you shared your thoughts about that because I think this is something that uh, if anything I would want to become viral would be a show like this. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be this show. People can do their own show. They can do postings and so forth. But let this be something that's shared uh, across the country, uh, mm -hmm. if not across the world. Because New York City, I don't think, is unique as a large city. 
that's being challenged with this uh, this uh, challenge. Well, a lessly a less uh, densely populated city might not feel the effects the way New York City does. We are so densely populated, and uh, that in itself causes some of these challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, people need to think. Now, we know there's a small um, group of people. I believe it is a very small group of people who are just downright selfish. Okay, well, hopefully if they um, are introduced to this episode of your show, yeah. Maybe they'll even think about that because, you know, we all need to develop an introspective attitude, mm-hmm. right? Reflect on what we do in our lives. That's some, that's just, to me, that's part of well-being. Absolutely. Being introspective, not only about ourselves, but introspective about how the things we do might be affecting those around mm-hmm. us. Well, we happen to be living in a, with the so-called cancel, cancel culture, uh, alternative truths and and just a host of things which we could never we would never imagine being a norm. I know, yeah. Going back five, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years. I I believe that also. We wouldn't. Yeah. I know. I wouldn't have imagined mm-hmm. this culture. There's so so many so many things going on. Yeah, I'm not going to buy into the fact that some people say we've lost a generation. You know, I think that that's that's a uh, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you embrace that, I, I think that indeed um, we have gotten to the point, as uh, some of our leaders have said, has says, we're the leaders that we have been waiting for. You know, we can. I think I said earlier in the show, we can't wait for government and other officials to uh, pass laws and to uh, uh, be interviewed and say, well, this is a problem. You know, I think we have to use our common sense. Absolutely. Well, we've talked about that in so many respects. We've talked about it regarding racism and equity and so many things. And, you know, people have to realize, you know, we go through these different metamorphoses Mm -hmm. individually and collectively. And and there's a point that, that we need to reach where we need to accept our power. We need to accept our power as individual as well as our collective power. We are powerful individuals. Many people ascribe to the three major religions. Okay, and if that's the tr- if if that's the case, and I know you know I do as well. I'm not putting that as an external thing, but I'm just I'm stating you know that here in this country. Many of us ascribe to three major religions, but I think all of the religions, um, well, I shouldn't say all, most of the religions have the concept that we are all children of of whichever deity that that we um, ascribe to. And if that's the case, if you're a child of God in whatever name or whatever religion you ascribe to, then that means that you have the power that your father has. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. You have that stardust. I like that word. You have that Mm -hmm. stardust running through your veins. Absolutely. The same as what your father has. Mm -hmm. However, over the years, because of different things, and I'm, you know, I don't want to get into too much of it um, at this moment because I did show up very late to your show. Today. No, it's on in but, divine um, order. It's but so late. many things have evolved, and people tend to forget we are powerful because we are children of the the one Most High God. Absolutely. That I will refer to as Creator. Father, Mother, God, mm-hmm. the Source, the, the Almighty, the I Am. Yes. The I Am. And when we talk about the I Am presence, if I say I Am, I have accountability and ownership. Absolutely. I have accountability and ownership. And you can't give someone accountability and ownership without giving them the power to fulfill whatever it is that, that they're declaring. Mm-hmm. They're hand in hand. Mm-hmm. 
So as a people, we are powerful, but we've forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beaten out of us. Yes. It was taken away from us. And uh, let us remember, that's part of Sankofa. There's nothing wrong with going back and reclaiming that which belongs to us and our power. We are powerful people, but we've allowed society, we've allowed circumstances mm-hmm. to, to make us forget. Yes. And so let's just remember that. And, and so in remembering that, let's just say you didn't know you were powerful. You know now because we're talking about it, but let's right. just say you didn't know. Yes. Let's just say if you were powerful, how might you think? If you were powerful, how might you act? Mm-hmm. If you were powerful, would you allow people to talk down to you? Yes. If you were powerful, would you walk around all the time complaining about what somebody else did, or would you use your power and create what you want to create? Absolutely. If you were powerful, would you not remind your children when they came home with stories and narratives of things that happened to them during the day, would you not set them aside and set them down and say, well, my child, you know, we serve a God who loves us. Mm -hmm. You have parents, friends, relatives, extended family who love you too. You are a powerful human being. Um, You're allowed maybe a minute or so to feel badly about something that might have been said to you today. Mm -hmm. But now, remember, you're powerful. Shake it off, let it go. Mm -hmm. Put it back into the atmosphere and let it be transmuted Mm -hmm. into something positive and let's move on. Mm -hmm. And you would say that every every time you had the opportunity. You would exercise positive self-talk if you knew you were powerful. You would remind yourself, would you not, every day of your life, mm-hmm. upon the moment that you awaken, you would express gratitude to your creator, Yes. whether you call your creator father, whether you give your creator a specific name. I don't use father because that just reminds me of the, being a patriarchal society, right. so that's why I don't use that term mm-hmm. often. I try not to, mm-hmm. but whatever you believe is the first cause The first cause, the logos, the word, whatever you believe is the first cause for you being here at all and for every day that you wake up, whatever kept your heart beating through the night. And you know it wasn't you. Absolutely. We're powerful, but we're not that powerful. No, not at all. I know scientists are working (laughs) on it, but they're not there yet. (laughs) But whatever you believe allows you to take your next breath every moment of the day. Would you not wake up in gratitude every morning if you realized that? Mm -hmm. And so whatever might have taken that realization away from us, wouldn't we say, well, we were led astray, but we know now. Absolutely. Didn't Maya Angelou say, when you know better, you do better? Absolutely. So we would move forward. Yes, yes. And so how that ties into the theme of your show today, because I know you were talking about, you know, safety. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how that safety has been compromised, uh, but the pandemic made a big hit on that. Yeah. yeah. But as we know that we are powerful and that we are the I am presence, wouldn't we then lift up those who might not know that, mm-hmm. knowing that the energy, the vibrational energy that we emit can change worlds? Absolutely. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. Yeah. So uh, I'm so happy, Han, that you... Uh, did I talk too much? No, you did not. Not at all. Okay. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I was not inclined to interrupt. Uh, I was listening and, and happy that we recorded what you had to share uh, because, indeed, people need to hear heartfelt thoughts such as what you just shared because uh, we are in a in state right now where there's a paradigm shift happening, mind, body, spirit. Mind, body, spirit. And those of us who know need to tell and share. We need to share. Yeah. Don't keep it to ourselves. Don't keep it to ourselves. We're, we're not capitalists with this information. Yeah. We want to spread yeah. the information. It's yeah. not doing me any good to know how to help someone and keep it to myself. Yeah. That, 
Well, that's no help. <laughs> and we're constantly in the mode of learning. Yes. You know, we're we're reading our books and sharing books amongst ourselves and, and looking at YouTube videos and, and just uh, uh, accessing this knowledge, which uh, is holistic in and of itself, uh, because we know that most people, uh, once we reach a certain age, we're not that proactive. We don't, we don't, we don't think about it. We don't it. think about it. And on top of that, once you reach a certain age, you're tired. Right. But exactly. we want to regenerate, re, 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 um, re-energize yeah. and help you to regenerate. Mm-hmm. That interest. I was, I was listening to something this morning that scientists were talking about, yes, brain cells can, in fact, regenerate. Yes, yes. Absolutely. 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 And we were also um, talking about something that we were researching recently where every 11 months, mm-hmm. your cells, they, they renew, they, they regenerate. Renew. Yes. You get new cells yes. every 11 months. Yes. yes. Not yes. even a year, every 11 months. 11 months. So that's and kind of exciting. Uh, very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. Especially I mean, when you know you've lost a few. Like I know <laughs> I have lost a few from being sick when yeah. I was sick. I know I, I lost quite a few, and it's just really encouraging. Mm-hmm. And exciting to know that they're back. Well, those are areas of of, uh, of, of awareness and knowledge that we need to uh, touch upon uh, ongoing. Uh, I know that my reading uh, a book by Wayne Dyer, uh, you'll see it when you believe it. He talks about uh, how most of us do not even think about the fact that how we started as as a spirit soul in this human form and that uh, this human body started as one cell, not until our father's uh, uh, sperm, one out of billions, was able to impregnate your mother and and split her egg in half, uh, the ovum, and then exponentially it divided to the point that as as a uh, complete human being, you're composed of uh, 10 to 100 trillion cells, and that's just a, a miracle, but we, most of us do not even contemplate that, that miracle of life. That we started off as one, and then it was divided in half and split uh, exponentially to the point that, is, that we're now composed of 100 trillion cells, 10 to 100 trillion cells, depending on what uh, school of thought you, uh, you, you, you embrace. And once you realize that, especially when you talked about yourselves uh, being able to uh, be re- renewed and regenerate every 11 months, and I said earlier in the show, you were upstairs at the time, that uh, your diet is so important, especially as we get older. You know, I, I read, I don't remember the author, but we should be eating foods as if we were newborn babies, in a sense. You know, chewing the food. As, as, as thoroughly as possible so that we break down the nutrients as it is absorbed in our body and the intestines and, and going into our bloodstream as opposed to the so-called fast food syndrome, gobbling down food, halfway <coughs> showing it, you know, and the food that we are gobbling down is not really the, the healthiest food that we could be eating. Well, I'm going to mention... Uh, a video that we watched, but, you know, we, we found it to be very enlightening. enlightening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to mention it to the listeners. Um, if you have Netflix, it might also be on Prime Video. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a hold of the documentary Forks Over Knives, ah, yes, yes. that gives a really comprehensive view of what Baba is talking about as far as um, having a correct diet, um, there's a little statement that I like to, I kind of like walk around and I and I say it a lot, and Bob is laughing because he knows, but it, and I didn't make it up. I heard it on a documentary about uh, well-being and eating, and that little statement is eat whole foods, not too much, mostly plants, mm-hmm. mostly plants. Yes. So you y'all can, you know, work on that however you see fit, but since we've been doing it, um, it's it's very helpful. I'm going to say it again. Eat whole foods, mm-hmm. not too much, mostly plants. Yes, yes, 
Yes, that's uh, we'll very profound. That. Yeah. yeah. We'll I, I also that. would like to take the moment to endorse uh, and to share. Uh, there's two books. Um, one, um, which is authored by my dear wife, uh, Dr. Dora Gray, and the title of the book is A Stringy, Stringy Situation. That's A, then the word stringy, S-T-R-I-N-G-Y, situation, S-I-T-U-A-T-I-O-N, a stringy situation. And uh, this can be purchased on Amazon. Uh, would you want to give them a, a short blurb on, about the content? It's a children's book. It's a fantasy book for children. Um, it helps the children improve their vocabulary. The theme of the book is musical instruments. Yes. And that's why it's called the stringy situation because the name is taken directly from the characters. They're all stringed instruments. Yes. Um, children, children enjoy this book. You can use it in many different ways. And um, I wrote it just out of what, when I was teaching, when I was teaching um, grades K through 12, um, that was actually when I wrote the book. And uh, when I read it to the children, they really enjoyed it. So check it out. It's on Amazon. I know the Easter break is coming up soon for the children. So, you know, consider it. Consider yeah. it. And uh, I know that parents as well as children alike enjoy it because of, um, you know, things that feedback that I get. Yes. So I, I hope you enjoy it as well. And, Baba, thanks for, you know, bringing it up. Thanks for remembering to mention oh, absolutely. it. absolutely. And, and it's, it's coming, it's printed in paperback at about $7, $7-$8, and also in hardcover at $20. And you can get it as an, as an e-book. And I think that's about $6, $6 $7. And if you do purchase the book, when you do purchase the book, uh, I would appreciate it if you would uh, give us a review. An honest review. An honest review. And uh, there's up to five stars which would be preferable. But um, it doesn't have to be long. And we are just so excited because we realize that children, especially within uh, the uh, people of African descent, uh, have been shortchanged in terms of the quality of books in which they have been exposed to in the school system. Uh, we know that uh, we endorse both of my wife and I both are musicians. Uh, my wife actually has taught violin and guitar and other instruments, and I'm a multi-musician uh, 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 and musical uh, practitioner as well. And we know that children benefit uh, in terms of their self-esteem, their mathematical proclivities, and, and reasoning. Uh, so I can't say enough about the benefits of books like this and, and, and the fact that we need to, again, uh, become our own uh, providers of of health, mind, body, and spirit, and music being a very important integral part of that. It was the African tradition, myself as an African drummer, that the musician, the drummer in fact, was the one who actually healed the community, who, uh, uh, who actually shared information so that indeed the, uh, the illnesses within those in the community could be rectified. So this is one of the ways of doing that. And before I, I end the program, I'd like to once again thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, taking the time out of your Sunday evening to share with us uh, your energy. And uh, I want to thank the person that called in to uh, call in again to feel free to call in in future shows and to spread the word. So, honey, is there anything else you'd like to add? Alafia, thank you all so much and have a wonderful evening and a blessed week. Yes, peace and love. Alafia, namaste, and uh, blessings to you all.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.